everyone and welcome to our newest myth-busting talk. Today we concentrate on delivery manager role in general and on the questions like how to move to this role, what to expect, what it's like being a delivery manager in EPAM specifically. And of course, we will do a lot of myth-busting today. So from my experience, career paths are rarely linear like a ladder. However, it seems that my today's co-host is a lucky exception. 22 years in IT and 13 years in EPOM. He started as a scrum master, then moved to a team lead role, then to project manager role, delivery manager, and he's head of EPAM Hungary Delivery now. It looks like a clear and direct trajectory now. However, he says that his career was built in small steps. Let's learn more about that and meet my co-host for today, Robert Feyesch. Hi, Robert. It's so good you found some time in your calendar for this chat. Hey, thank you. It's my pleasure. And of course, I always have time for this kind of discussions. Before we start our main discussion, I have a super quick game for you so our listeners would get to know you a bit better. I ask a question and you choose one answer you like the most between the two. Let's give it a try. The first one, tea or coffee? Well, neither of them. Oh, that's a yeah. very nice choice. Would that be water? Yes, mainly water. Number two, apologies for my Hungarian. So goulash, brosy soup or percolit, a rich stew with different types of meat. Ah, uh, it's nice one, nice one. It depends on, on the occasion. So start with a, a nice goulash, it's great. Percolit, mostly a, a second course. Uh, we sometimes have a soup before that. Of course, a nice meat soup, chicken meat soup. Uh, it's a, it's a great uh, combo as a uh, lunch. Perfect combo it is. Number three, in the afternoon, football or basketball? Wow, I would go with handball. Oh, handball it is. Perfect. Yeah. This is what I played when I was younger, let's put it that way. Moving to some delivery management specifics. Micromanagement or free spirit? Hard to make a pick. Of course, the popular answer would be the free spirit. But it depends on the context. There are cases when when we don't have time for for debating uh, on which action we choose, and we have to strengthen the control. Definitely during crisis management, there's no chance to to be liberal and and let everybody have a word uh, about uh, the next step. You have to be fast, and in this case, it can be called micromanagement. But most of the cases, I believe, we are working with grown-ups. Uh, they know what they are doing. Even they know better what they are doing than I do. So why don't let them make their decisions and, and work freely? And the last one, project management or delivery management? I have a question in exchange for you. Spoon or fork? Because it depends. If you ever try to have a nice soup with a fork, you know why a spoon are a, a good tool. Same is true for project managers and delivery managers. Cannot say that this is or the other one is the better for the, the given purpose. One works better than the other. So combo once again it is. And with that, I think we can start our main conversation. And the first Mesa truth would be delivery manager is a technical role. Do you really feel like that as well? Let's go back a bit in time. When 
uh, we created this deliver manager role within Epom. Before that, we didn't didn't really have it. Uh, we had just PMs and and other uh, roles. The the deliver management role was created because the business started to shift. Epom started as a company which collects great talents and help customers to solve problem with those great talents. But during the years, we, we learned a lot about uh, software development, not just the coding part, but how this work can be organized, how problems can be solved with software products, software solutions. And it enabled the company to move to a more mature area to service delivery. But we are able to understand the client's problem and provide full solutions. For that, we needed a different kind of management because to solve this kind of problems, you have to understand the, the problem. Uh, you have to know what are the possible technologies. So because of that, we were sure that the technical part, let's call it solution architecture, technology-related knowledge is a must for a delivery manager because you can imagine we, we came up with a great solution, but technology-wise, it's not feasible. It cannot be created. The second aspect is the financial part, because it's great. You have a, a brilliant solution. It's feasible technology-wise, but financially it doesn't make any sense. Our clients are here to increase the competitive advantage. For that, you have to understand the financial context uh, of a solution. It has to be uh, profitable for EPOM and for our clients. So we need this uh, aspect too for a delivery manager. And the third one is the people aspect. So again, we already tackled the technology, so we have a great technology solution. Financially, it's also brilliant. We will make lots of money. Customer will be able to conquer the third and uh, improve their business. But you need people who will implement it, who will do the actual work. And you have to take care of those people. You have to be able to motivate them. You have to be able to work with them, help with, help them and enable them to create this value. So definitely people management is part of delivery management. And last but not least, project management. Project management is about execution, knowing how to, to make an idea to reality. Know what we have to do next. Know how to execute the project itself which is a very important thing because it's not enough just to have uh, the idea, the financials, the people for that, but you have to know how to do it. And this is project management. So those four aspects were merged together in the delivery management manager title. This is how we created it. In that sense, this is a technology related title or role because you'd have to know this aspect, but there are three other aspects too, which you have to know pretty well. Thank you so much for, you know, showcasing the evolution because I think we get it a lot. Is delivery management manager, project manager's evolution or a tech lead's evolution, but you highlighted the uniqueness of this role in EPAM. So once again, for a delivery manager, the scope is really huge and he or she wears a lot of hats. So solution architecture, as you mentioned, uh, how to put the idea into reality and financial and business part, plus people manager and product team coach, right? Yeah. And um, from your experience, what else would you mention? What is 
unique for IPAM context for delivery manager role? I think it's not just uh, the delivery manager, but all e-commerce. Uh, it's a very important thing. Our North Star, our core value, the humble, hungry, smart. Humble in a sense that we have to understand we are working in a very, very complex environment. Nowadays, the problems that we are solving, it's it's not a one-man show. There are no uh, superheroes or uh, geniuses who can solve at their own problem because the problems are so complex we have to collaborate we have to work together we have to admit i don't know everything in the given context and i need someone's help we have to work together and for that we have to be humble on the other side we are working with clients and we have to be empathetic for the client we have to understand the problem we have to know how to solve it and to be able to listen you need this humbleness to be able to be open for the problems. You have to step one back and forget that, yes, I solved this problem multiple times and I already told you what is the perfect solution, but I have to understand why it's not fit for the current client, how it should change, what's their context, what is in their mind, why they are not there yet, what I imagined. For that, you have to be humble. You have to be hungry. You have to have the drive to make the world always just a little bit better. Every day, you have to find a way to improve something, to make the world a bit better place. All Ipamer has to have uh, this attitude that I want to create something. I want to, to make something just a bit better. And the last one, the smart, the right expression is the people smart. As I mentioned, we are working in teams. We are working in a very diverse environment, lots of cultures are working together and we have to understand each other to be able to work together. You have to accept that someone sees the world a bit differently than you do. And for that, you have to be people smart. You have to be mature enough to accept that there are different opinions out there. Based on those three pillars, I think we are able to create really great things. And this is what's happening within the EPOM. And this is where delivery managers are helping to enable the teams to achieve great results. I Thank really you. love the idea that to make a world a little bit better every day. And, you know, as you were talking about teams and you were talking about clients, that basically drives us to the second message first. DM is needed on each project. What would you think of that? Sorry about that, but I won't be able to give you a straight answer here. Let me talk a bit about the difference of a title and a role. So within EPON, we have titles, uh, what we are using to make our life easier, to understand what are the strongest skills for an individual. So for example, delivery manager's title, if someone has the delivery manager title, it means that her strongest skills are our own solution creation. While for example, a project manager, his strong suit is the project execution. It's just something with what I'm the best in. But on a project, we are playing different roles. It can be with the project manager title up. I'm playing a delivery manager role because we have a great opportunity on the project and uh, we are 
benefiting from this opportunity and have to create a solution for that and pitch it for the client, convince the client that this is the right way to do it. Uh, this is how we can improve our engagement and so on. And it can be as a delivery manager by title, I'm playing a project manager role and uh, helping the project to do the daily work, focusing on execution, making the execution more efficient and so on. So in that sense, I cannot say that every project has to have a delivery manager or project manager or whatever. Every project has to have a leader who can play different roles when the circumstances needs it. Totally agree that being a leader and being a manager are totally different things. Two po- questions I have here. So talking about making life easier, what is changing with the AI? It's a hot topic right now. And if you want AI to help you where it makes sense, how to leverage that? I would say everything is changing, at least in the, the white color area. Lots of things are, are affected and the, the current generative AIs are game changers. Where can you use it? I think everywhere. You can use it to make your coding more efficient. Uh, you can use it to make your administrative tasks more efficient. Uh, just for an example, I'm often discussing different questions with uh, one of the chatbots, telling them like, okay, please act as a coach and help me to discover this or that area. What are the main questions? And I get a couple of questions and I start to answer those questions and clarifying, detailing the topic and concluding uh, some strategies, tactics based on that. So you can use it for, for that purpose. Of course, it has lots of difficulties and it can be very dangerous if it's not used properly. But for me, something like like the digital photos. So back there, when I, I was young, we had a professional photographer on my birthday. He took, I don't know, 20, 30 pictures and majority of them was great. Nowadays, when my daughter has her birthday, we took hundreds of pictures per hour, and we have roughly 20-30 on better days, which are acceptable quality. The digital photo became a kind of commodity. You're not thinking about it as a scary source. You just take a photo, check it, is it good or not, doesn't matter, move forward, and you have infinite space to store your infinite amount of pictures, and you don't really treat it as, as a resource. Today with the AI, I think it's happening with the software code. With AR, you're not creating software codes, you're fine-tuning or clarifying your requirements. And the AI creates a code for it, which can be executed in whatever environment, and you will see the results, but you shouldn't care about the code itself. Most probably an experienced developer can write a much better code, a much nicer, much easier to maintain, but no one wants to maintain it. We want to maintain the requirements, the expectations, how it should work, what is the result, what we want to get from this or that uh, software solution. And code will be generated, but it will be just a vehicle to carry over our wishes and describe it to a system how to behave. But you don't have to care about the code itself. It will be a significant change. And also there will be another significant change. And I want to emphasize I'm not an expert in the AI field. This is my personal opinion and and, uh, based on what I see, so and what I read. 
uh, in the topic. But uh, before the, the generative AIs like Dolly 2, the question not was that, okay, do you have a great idea or not? Because there were lots of great ideas, but how to implement it, that was the challenge. It wasn't about that I have a great idea uh, about a novel and uh, after that, I'm done with the heavy lifting. No, the heavy lifting was the creation, the writing of the novel. Today, to create a, a nice picture with Dali 2, it's about the idea, not about the creation itself. So if you move forward on this thought, I think we can reach the level when the idea will become the real value not the implementation or the realization of this idea, because the realization will happen through the different AIs or supporting systems, which will result a very, very different world. But this is just a, a rethinking in the topic. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. And another point I wanted to ask you here, you are mentioning that we have a lot of cultures uh, in EPAM. How do you work with uh, geographically spread teams where one has virtual stand-ups? A lot, of course, has changed uh, during the pandemic time and now in after pandemic. We got used to that a lot, but still, how do you lead your teams? I love the challenge that we got used to it. We started to work it this way. If I step in the shoe of a developer, it's pretty great to work in a remote environment because I can go to my laptop straight from my bed in my flip-flops so I don't have to care about commuting and so on, and I can do my work. It's perfect. I can save lots of time. It's very comfortable and so on. As a manager or leader, it's a bit different because we are we are working with people and for that we need personal connection or it works much better with personal connection and it's missing and it's a challenge and we have to find a way to bridge this gap. Uh, I personally think the good old times when we all are worked from the office won't come back. Doesn't make sense. If I check just my day when I start the day in Japan and after that moved to, to, I don't know, Ukraine, Croatia, Czech Republic, and moving forward to UK, and after that finishing somewhere in, in California, uh, well, it would be hard to do it in person. Traveling that much, it's just not possible within a day. But I can make calls, and this is what I'm doing. I have colleagues in, in, in the, the Far East, and I have colleagues in, in the States, and I can work with them. It's a great flexibility, and this is uh, the benefit what we get if we pay the price of the lack of personal connections. So we have to find a way to improve team cohesion. There are a couple of ways. I don't know. One of my favorite, uh, one of our projects are using a metaverse, a version of metaverse, and they build their own project space there, and they have the meeting rooms with, I don't know, wizards and uh, trees and uh, lakes and whatever they, they imagined in this meeting room. Uh, in the virtual space, uh, they have the whiteboards across uh, uh, this virtual uh, space and working there. And they can kind of walk to each other's place in this metaverse and initiate discussions. It's a totally different experience than just pinging someone with Teams and try to, to have a call with him or her. That's that's a nice example. Uh, I love it. And of course, we try to, to encourage the personal meeting 
but sometimes it's hard to make it happen. But I really love this idea of project space where you can virtually meet and greet. Thank you so much for sharing. That drives us basically to the next point. So as delivery manager, you need to be available 24-7. I think it is one of the most popular myths, or maybe truths, you would tell me. What are your experience? What are your feelings on that one? Do you personally struggle with digital boundaries and always on culture, especially when you love your work so much, when you love your teams? so much. I think that would be more authentic to ask my wife and, and my daughter about it. But I personally, what I, I can say, I heard this expression on one of the conference. I think someone, a team lead from Spotify said it, that being busy is a bug, not a feature. So you have to set up your, your work in a way that you have time for immediate requests. As a manager, your main responsibility to enable your people, to help your people to deliver. And of course, uh, one of the, the challenging tasks to deal with uncertainty. But back to this digital burnout and, and such things, you have to set your boundaries. So for example, when I start to work with someone, the first thing what I, I'm communicating is the way how I can be reached. I check in my emails twice a day, morning and evening. I love to maintain a zero inbox, so I, I always try to, to empty my inbox. But between the, those two, small chance I will answer uh, an email. There are cases when I check in my uh, inbox, but I don't have notifications about emails. Regarding instant messaging, for me it's not that instant. I'm checking it in every two, three hours, depends on, on my meeting schedule and, and my other activities. But again, I turned off all of the notifications, so I'm not getting notification if someone uh, writes to me. The only thing where I get notification is uh, my calendar. This is where I schedule my day and, and this is what controls uh, my day. And of course, I have a, an ultimate solution if there is something very urgent, which happens very rarely. Uh, but I can be called on my mobile and I will answer for that. I know if my mobile is ringing, then this is something urgent. I can prioritize it on my end. I can pick it up or call back uh, the caller uh, in this case, and it has priority. So I have my, my way of communication. And as I'm a manager, my main tool is communication. So this is why it's controlled or, or clarified in that uh, level. Talking about bugs and features, I would ask you here, what are the key attributes of exceptional delivery managers and what are the bugs maybe? Well, very, very hard question because I think everybody has his or her talent where she or he uh, are exceptional. And in this case, I cannot say that a delivery manager exceptional if whatever. Delivery manager should be measured based on the feedback of his or her team and based on the value delivered by her team. Those are the, the, the main measures because the main responsibility of a, a, a leader to help the team to deliver value, help them to recognize where the most value can be delivered set the standards for that and set a pace for that. This is what a manager or leader has to do. There are different levels. 
but hard to, to compare those levels. It depends on maturity, it depends on context and so on. So this is why I cannot say that, okay? Great delivery manager is someone who is, I don't know, 6.5 tall. I have no uh, clue about it. Got it. In that case, what are the benefits that come with the delivery manager role? For me, it's not about benefits and so on. This is a natural maturing process. I personally work in a way when I, I see a challenge or an opportunity and no one takes care of it, I step in and, and try to make the world better. And uh, because of that, I slowly progressed with my career and that was an obvious choice to be a delivery manager. And uh, I think this is the right way to do it. So became a delivery manager because of a benefit. It's not the right motivation, at least not in my world. Let me rephrase the question. What do you enjoy in your daily work? To answer this one, you have to know uh, a bit about me. My core value, my my North Star is that I want to enable people to be happy. And when I can create this kind of opportunities for, for my team members or for the people around me, that makes me happy. And this is what, what I'm doing on a daily basis. This is why I love my job. As far as I know, you are also a mentor and you're very proud of the success of your mentees, right? Definitely, definitely. My biggest proud, my biggest achievement uh, within EPUM is that three of my mentees got the EPUM Impact Award. And I think it's, it's really great. I'm really proud of them. Because uh, it's a very small percentage of people who get this award. Let's uh, move to the customer. EPUM helps its customers to get extra value. So another point open for the discussion would be as a delivery manager, you need to exceed customer expectations. What's your experience here? I think the key is that you have to understand your client. You have to understand what's their motivation, what's their problems. You have to deliver value for them. And it's so overused expression. You have to deliver value that, uh, that it's kind of weightless nowadays but to, to put some weight on it or make it a bit more practical let's talk about what is what is value and there is a really good definition for that value is something which delights the customer and in this case the customer is the one who is using the service who is consuming the product if she is delighted with the thing what you delivered if her life get better because of your work, then you delivered value. That's the ultimate goal. And this is what you have to keep in mind when you're focusing on your client. So it's not about how can we deliver this or that Jira stories or how can we deliver this or that milestones. Those are just, just vehicles to deliver value. And you have to find the right way, the most efficient way to delight your end users. And in this case, if you're open for your client, if you're transparent with them, if you can manage the expectations, you're not surprising them in a negative way. If they can count on you, you will be able to exceed the expectations because you will understand their business. You will help them. You will make them more successful through your team. And this is what helps clients. 
And I think another very popular myth or truth is like delivery manager can fix everything. Tell us a little bit about that. For sure, delivery manager cannot fix everything. Everybody has a job. As a delivery manager, I have to be able to create the bridge between the client and the team. Uh, I have to be able to translate the information between the different stakeholders. I have to be able to communicate the goals, the value, what we want to deliver and set the standards for the team. But I won't be able to fix, I don't know, a performance issue. I have to have an idea how to fix it in a sense that, okay, who should be involved? How shall we organize the work? And what is the most efficient way? How to prioritize it with other work and, and so on. But a delivery manager is not a superhuman who knows everything. I go forward further. It's not the delivery manager who has to make all the decisions. I used to tell my teams that, guys, don't bring decisions to me where I cannot add anything. If I have to make a decision and it looks like that, okay, tell me what's the context, tell me why we do this, why we do, what should we do, and after that I just rubber stamp it, why we are wasting each other's time. Make the decision, do what is the best because you have all the information, I won't be able to add anything. End of the day, this is my responsibility because I'm responsible for the full delivery, so I'm responsible for this particular decision, and it doesn't matter if it was made by me or by my team member, I'm responsible for the full team. Why aren't we more efficient in letting the team members do the, the, the decision-making on their level and focusing on the right things? As you mentioned, it was not that clear for you that you would grow to the delivery manager and be a delivery manager. Could you please tell us a little bit how to grow for those who are interested in these career paths, how to grow as a delivery manager and maybe what's next? We have lots of supporting trainings for delivery managers from the DM Essentials through the DM University and other uh, DM school uh, and other uh, shorter programs. So I recommend to check uh, L&D and or approach me and I'm happy to share the, the learning, the, the link for the learning portfolio. A very important aspect. So back to that, what is a role and what is a title? The title is, is helping us within the company to understand where are the strong skills of a, an individual. So in this case, if you are solution oriented, if you're customer focused, if you're able to merge uh, project management, people management, account management, and solution architecture, if you're interested in technology, then delivery management is your direction. If you more up for, for project execution, then PM is a great area. If you don't really, after dealing with people, there, there is advanced engineering uh, and solution architectures. There are multiple different career paths, what you can pick based on your interest, based on your strong skills. If I have to act as a PM, I'm focusing on execution efficiency to make things happen. If I'm acting as a delivery manager, I'm focusing on how to extend things, how to extend the business, how to improve a solution. Those are the main differences. And those differences uh, have uh, the consequence that as a DM, you're 
you really need your technical skills, your understanding about the different technologies, what can be done, what's not, what cannot be done. You have to know what are the technical trends, uh, what are the, the, the available tools uh, in a given space. As a project manager, you have to know how to measure progress, how to measure efficiency. It's in those, those are the main differences, but I cannot emphasize enough. It's not an exclusion that, okay, a delivery manager do just this and the project manager does just that. Those are just titles which are highlighting that, okay, my skills are much stronger in, in solution creation than in execution. So be careful about it. It's not a distinct title. Thank you so much for that. And as you mentioned, can't but ask, what are the current technological trends a delivery manager has to be aware of? I think everybody has to be familiar with the, the, the current AI trends because it will change our client's life. It is two very important areas where we have to focus its usage. One is how can we make our work more efficient? How can we automate repetitive tasks or simple tasks? How can we free up more of our time for creation? Another area, how our clients can benefit from it. So what are uh, financial services customer can use from AI? How it can be used for financial advisory, how it can be used for hotel selection or holiday planning, how it can be used for health care, patient follow-up and so on. So both areas has to be investigated and, and understood to be able to be more efficient and faster and to be able to help our clients to improve their business. I would ask you, I promise, as a last question, is there any myth about the delivery management that I missed and you hear it a lot and you would like to debunk it? Sometimes it's treated in a way that a delivery manager is a higher rank than a project manager or a scrum master or developer or QA or whatever. And it's not true. Everybody has his or her experience, knowledge, skill set, which should be used in the right way. It's the already used example. Is the spoon or the fork is the better cutlery? It depends on the main dish. So same is true here. There is no qualitative comparison that a DM is better than any other role within the company. DM has its purpose, it's a focus area, and should be used on this area. Thank you so much, Robert, for this amazing conversation. I think we really learned a lot about the role itself. My main takeaway for today would be a question. How can I improve things and make the world a better place today? Have a great day ahead. See you very soon. It was my pleasure and thanks for the opportunity. Bye-bye.